You are now listening to Muddy Finds with Preston Reader. All right. Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm your host, Preston Reader. Today on Muddy Finds, uh, we're going to take this episode to a faraway place uh, called the Eagle Nebula, uh, located in one of the arms of the Milky Way galaxy called the Sagittarius Arm. Um, now, you say Sagittarius, you may be thinking astrology. I'm talking about astronomy, not astrology. I know you can get those two kind of confused, especially if they're um, they sound the same. Um, but uh, astronomy has to do with like signs, and your if you're I don't know what the fuck. But it's also it all has to do with constellations. They're related to constellations, but I'm actually talking about the actual constellation itself, um, and that is the Sagittarius arm. Uh, the Milky Way, as I'm sure you know, gives residence to Earth, uh, our solar system, and actually hundreds of billions of other stars and planets. Um, let me start by saying this, though. Uh, I am no professional. I am just a guy who loves space and the things in it. Uh, I get this information through research online. However, uh, all the information that I present uh, can and could be disproven and, <clears throat> and changed at any point. Um, if you think I say something wrong or if you think I say something that's incorrect or you don't agree with, then just message me here or let me know in the comments if you're on YouTube or direct message if you're on YouTube. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and jump into the Eagle Nebula. Uh, so the Eagle Nebula, uh, while still fucking about in the same galaxy we are, uh, would still be a trip to get there. Uh, from where we stand, the Eagle Nebula is roughly 6,500 light years away. So if you were traveling at the speed of light, uh, it would actually take you a breezy 6,500 years to get there uh, and to actually see not the Eagle Nebula. Um, and no, I'm not kidding. You, would, you wouldn't see the Nebula when, or Eagle Nebula when you got there. And it's actually quite interesting why. Uh, well, the first part may be a no-brainer for some people, but I often have to remind myself of the second part um, because I kind of find it mind-fucky. Uh, yes, I said mind-fucky. No, I don't know what it means, but it sounded right. The first part why, when you get to the nebula, you would see nothing, or at least something different, is because it took you 6,500 years to get to that location. Uh, so it, if you travel in a spaceship that goes as fast as the speed of light, then you would get there in 6,500 years. Um, now, if you have one of our spaceships that goes, I don't know, a fraction of what sp the speed of light is, then it's going to take you a lot longer. But... For the sake of the argument, uh, say you have a ship that goes just as fast as the speed of light, and you get there, and it, it took you 6,500 years to get there, uh, you would see either a completely different nebula, or not even a nebula at all, or uh, just a, a, a changed nebula where it's still you know, gaseous and stuff all in there, and there's dust and everywhere. Um, but chances are you wouldn't see you know, the same exact nebula because it took you 6,500 years to get there. Uh, and the second part uh, is that what we're seeing right now, like from where we stand of the Eagle Nebula, uh, is it actually no longer exists because, you know, since we are located 6,500 light years away, uh, we're seeing an appearance of what it looked like 6,500 years ago. So when we get there, we wouldn't be 6,500 years behind if we had that spaceship that went as fast as the speed of light, we would be 13,000 years behind it. Um, who knows? Maybe some mute chicks with huge tits could be running into the galaxy. So um, I wouldn't have minded the wasted trip. Uh, the Eagle Nebula, uh, anyways, 
spans from about 55 to 70 light years wide. And it was discovered in uh, 1745 by the Swiss astronomer Jean-Philippe Lee. Lloyd de Cho, I think is how you uh, pronounce it. Um, and it's located in the constellation Serpents. Uh, the Eagle Nebula can be spotted through a small telescope and is best viewed during July, um, but you should probably have a pretty badass telescope if you're going to be looking at things that far away. Um, let's let's start by asking what I think the average person might ask when I say Eagle Nebula or just Nebula for that matter, and then I can answer it to the best of my ability. Uh, so let's say you know, let's say someone asks, what exactly is a nebula? Well, a nebula is a giant cloud of dust and gas in space. Uh, some nebulae, uh, which is uh, which is more than one nebula, nebulae, uh, come from the gas and dust thrown out by the explosion of a dying star, such as a supernova. Um, and what a supernova is, it's a star at least five times larger than ours, uh, having some kind of reaction towards the end of its life, causing a relatively big explosion, leaving behind uh, ingredients to make new stars and planets. And I know it's nebulae, but I'm going to say nebulas because I, I fucking hate the word nebulae. Uh, so nebulas are often uh, star-forming regions such as in the Pillars of Creation, what we're going to take a look at here in a minute, uh, in the, uh, the Eagle Nebula. Uh, in these regions, the, the formations of gas, dust, and other materials clump together uh, to form denser regions, which attract further matter and eventually will become dense enough to form stars. Uh, so with this, you may wonder, well, when you say clump, does that mean like the origins of the Earth were once involved in a big sesh of a nebula that followed an exploding star? Um, well, sometimes the dust may come from uh, exploding stars. The dust may have been floating through the universe for however long, uh, originating from wherever, uh, including nebulas, asteroids, you know, dust from still burning stars. Um, the way planets form is dust clumps in space uh, and it becomes pebbles and then pebbles actually become larger rocks. Uh, and then the rocks, they grind together and stick together and expand. And then the presence of the gas helps the particles of the solid materials stick together as well. Um, and some break apart, but others hold on. And um, these are, you know, basically the building blocks of planets. Um, but it takes them a really long time. I think the Earth is like 360 million years old or 4.5 billion years old. I'm not even sure. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, and the same for stars, actually. Uh, stars are almost the same for stars. Uh, stars formed by the slow contraction under gravity of a very large cloud of gas and dust particles in space. It's kind of the same as uh, planets that are more towards, you know, solids. Um, the solid planets just have more, uh, more dust, more rocks in them, and less gas, but they still have gas. And whereas in, like, stars, you know, they have mainly... You know, some dust, but a lot of gas. Um, so the gas and the dust are actually produced by exploding stars, you know, broken asteroids and more stuff like that. You get the picture. Um, and evidently, you know, they flow through space, collide and stick together over a vast period of time. And then a lump of dust and gas eventually increases in mass to the point where the gravity raises enough to compress the atoms and the elements, fusing, igniting and then burning for the duration of the life of the star. And this is all, you know, hydrogen and um, uh, I forget what other, uh, helium, I believe. I'm not too sure. Um, also, on a side note, if Jupiter had 83 to 85 times the mass as it does now, uh, it would actually become a low-mass star. Uh, and that's according to astronomy.com. Uh, and this would make sense because, uh, you know, 
it is mostly made up of uh, oh so yeah jupiter is mostly made up of hydrogen and hel- helium as well so you know it's just like the sun anyways inside the eagle nebula uh is the uh, are the pillars of creation uh and this is the name of the particular location that is inside the eagle nebula now to me whenever i look at the hubble telescope image- images of the pillars of creation i see what resembles I see what resembles a drifting smoke, dark gas-filled cloud that holds the form of like a hand. Uh, The hand comes up from the bottom of the photo, starting with the lower part of the forearm, uh, butting up to the wrist. And then um, beyond the wrist is the, in the middle of the photo is the the hand. And it's, it's, it looks like four pillars are rising from the wrist, you know, two large and the two smaller ones. Uh, and they all come to kind of like a curving point. They kind of look, you know, like fingers. Uh, the leftmost pillar looks like uh, the left hand, left-handed index finger, and it reaches the highest out of all four. And then the next tallest pillar uh, is to the right of that. Uh, and then I, 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 I think it looks like the thumb. Uh, and then behind those two is what looks like to be the middle finger and uh, the pinky uh, in the distance as well. Uh, now. What are, you know, what are the pillars of creation? Uh, these pillar-like structures are actually columns of cool interstellar hydrogen gas and dust uh, that are acting as incubators for new stars. Uh, an, incu- an incubator is a device used to grow and maintain certain things. So, so in this gas-formed hand of the universe is a cool baking oven that is congested with all of these elements and they're crashing, colliding, breaking, and forming these hot, dense balls of energy. Uh, these balls get so hot that the atoms rub and bounce and ignite with a spark and, and with one of the brightest crevices of the universe. Uh, I suggest, if you haven't, search on Google or whatever search engine you use, um, the just search on there the pillars of creation and it'll be the first and most common photo at the hand uh, of the hand of dust gas and stars in an oversim that's it it'll be the first and most common photo uh, it'll look like a hand of dust and gas you know it has some stars in it uh, but that's pretty much an oversimplified way of saying it uh, so as you can conclude for yourself uh, the name Pillars of Creation was given because it looks similar to three or four pillars, more like a hand in my opinion, and it's producing stars and materials to create planets and uh, all those things, you know, in which in turn can create life, evidently. We're here. Um, the Pillars of Creation actually are, uh, as compared to the whole Eagle Nebula, which was uh, 50 to 70 or 55 to 75 or 55 to 70 light years wide. Um, that was the Eagle Nebula. The pillars of creation stretch from four to five light years wide, which is still an extremely long way. But, uh, and actually, I did the calculation it's 23 trillion 462 billion 784 million miles wide. But <clears throat> yeah, well, guys, we covered some key aspects of the nebulas, uh, of nebulas or nebulae, uh, the Eagle Nebula in particular, and we looked at one of the characteristics of the Eagle Nebula, uh, the pillars of creation. I hope that you uh, found some of this interesting, and I hope for you all to tune in on, on the next episode. Um, if you got any suggestions for me in the meantime, just shoot me a, a message if you 
you go on my Instagram, it's Muddy Finds, or if you go on Twitter, I think it's Mac Mescuddy under my um, my music name or my artist name. Um, but yeah, read her out. God bless. <laughs>